0: If you are feeling the pressure of trying to figure out how to make consistent money for your family without doing all of the crazy things, without the Etsy shop, without the network marketing, without all of the hustle and the drama, plus you just can't actually make it work to work outside of the house because let's face it, raising humans is a lot of work. It requires a lot of time and a lot of energy. But what we know is that being forced to choose between working and mothering is actually a huge problem and being expected to be in a chair somewhere else, multiple hours a day at predetermined times that don't care if your kids are throwing up or if they need you or if they have a competition or just want to be with their mom. It's a really, really hard and really stressful I know for myself, I face these exact things and my destiny and my journey led me here to creating this business, but I know that creating a business isn't for everyone. And so that is why I have an incredible guest coming on the show today to teach you what freelancing could look like so that you can work from home, set your own hours and do something that you love and still be able to be with your kids anytime you want to be. So if you are ready to quit your nine to five, if you're a stay-at-home mom looking to earn extra income, if you're tired of being in the corporate grind, if you don't want to do all of the random things that you are unsure if you can actually depend on online and maybe earn a little extra money for a target run or two, then you're going to want to jump inside of today's episode with me and special guest, Michaela Quinn. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Okay, we decided to hit record before the conversation got any better because <laughs> I have Michaela Quinn here with me and we've just been chatting about all the things uh, before we jumped in. And, um, Michaela, I'm going to have you do your own introduction of yourself since I've already formally introduced you, but why don't you go ahead. And here's the one thing that I always ask every single guest that comes on the show right out the gate. So everyone that is listening and hustling and slinging mom life knows that you are just like them and answer the one question of what are you juggling in your life on a regular basis? And then tell us about what you do. (laughs) Okay. So right now I
1: am juggling, I have four kids. Um, one is in school. So right now it's just the back to school, getting back into routines, figuring out, having to be somewhere <laughs> super early in the morning <laughs> um, and growing my business at the same time. So that's kind of my big juggle and volunteering at my daughter's school and trying not to say yes to everything, which I'm terrible at. I'm also helping my uncle. He's running for local city council. Nice. And they were like, oh, you know, social media, you can be as camp social media campaign manager. And I'm like, oh, my God, guys, like, I can't. So, I, I yeah, I don't know politics, social media at all, but. Working from home, social media, sure, I can do that. I can talk to moms, yeah, but sure. so I'm like, oh, come on, I got to figure this stuff out. So <laughs> I yeah. need to say
0: no and juggle yeah. less is kind of story of my life, but. Awesome. I'm, I'm certain that every single person feels that in their bones. Tell us a little bit about what is this work that you do from home. And then I'm so excited to sit down and really talk about, you know, kind of the heart behind why you do what you do yeah
1: so now I help other moms other women I help them get started freelancing um start their own business based out of their home where they can work with you know one two clients work a couple of hours a week um, and still make a decent if not full-time income working you know 15 to 20 hours a week is kind of my happy place and a lot of the women I come um to work with that's kind of The amount of hours they want to fill each week, too.
0: Yeah, you know, before I started this company, I was a professional sign language interpreter. And it was always like my dream just to be able to work 20 hours a week. I remember Mm -hmm. saying that all the time. I just want to be able to work 20 hours a week. And so when I got to this place where I was no longer a single mom and we had a dual income, I could actually work 20 hours a week. But then I had a family and I I was always obviously a single mom throughout that process, but my dream was to be able to be home with my kids enough. And so 20 hours a week felt like I could really do both of those things pretty good with 20 hours. And then we had another kid and I had a husband and I had a house full of people that I had to manage. And I was like, oh, every single time I go to work, I have to find somebody to watch my kid. And then when they're sick, I, I didn't, I mean, like I was an independent contractor, so I didn't mm-hmm. have paid time off. And even mm-hmm. when you're working in corporate, cause I did that too, that was just a nightmare. And you only had three days for every 5,000 that you worked to actually yeah. take sick time off. You know, it was just, it got to be so unbelievably stressful that my heart was growing in like light year space. I swear. I just, I felt like almost overnight, all I wanted to do was just quit work. I mm-hmm. just wanted to be home with my kids. Oh yeah. But I couldn't, right. I Had to have the income. And I mean, raise your hand if you and your family have to have, more than just one income. Some people that's not the case, you know, either mom can work full-time dad can stay home or dad can work full-time and mom can stay home. But how often do you see this and how do you tackle that? Like, what are you bringing to the table and putting into the world for people that need and were in my situation?
1: Yeah. I mean, that was the exact same situation I was in. I was a high school English teacher. Um, we got pregnant. We got married young got pregnant like on our honeymoon night we didn't take a honeymoon because <laughs> i was teaching it was in the middle of school year <laughs> um we we're gonna do that in the summer and then i got pregnant and my daughter was born nine months and four days later and when she was born i was like i can't go back to work i don't want to go back to work and my husband just looked at me and was like <laughs> you have to like look at this house we just bought and yeah. it was at the top of our budget and like we need you to bring home an income. And so I was really bitter and angry and just like resented him for that period where I was going back to work, mm. rushing out the door in the morning to take her to daycare, which took half of my paycheck too. Yeah. I yeah. didn't make much. Um, And we hired, or not hired, but found like the cheapest daycare that I was not comfortable with because the fancy Montessori school down the street would have been like my entire paycheck. And so yeah. It was just like this really difficult situation where it felt mm. like there were no right answers. And when you feel like you don't have any answers or any options, it's just depressing. Yeah. Um, so I started after I kind of had a pity party and was just miserable, <laughs> kind of started <laughs> trying to find a solution. And I was like, there's gotta be a way, like, there's gotta be something I can do. Um, And so you just tell everyone, like I told my parents, this is what I want. And my dad's like, oh, you need to just go get a job at like this company. And then you can hire a nanny. And I was like, but that's not what I want. I don't want to go work 50, 60 hours out of the home and maybe double my salary, but still not have that time at home with, at at that point, my only daughter. Um, So kept telling people, kept trying to look. I started a couple different businesses. I tried making and selling hair bows (laughs) at home. And that was a great creative outlet. But I mean, the amount I had to make was really small looking back. I had to just replace $1,000 because that's what I took home after daycare and taxes. If I could just find $1,000 a month, I could quit. That was our conversation. You figure out a way to make $1,000 from home. You can quit your job. So I tried the bows. Well, to have made $1,000 selling bows, I would have had to <laughs> s- have sold 125 bows. If I sold them for $10 each, it mm-hmm. takes an hour to make a bow. Plus you have like, so 125, because then there's materials and stuff. That's not even marketing the darn bows. Like marketing is the hardest part of, at least for for a lot of people in, in their business. Like I just wanted to make these bows and sell them. Well, they're not going to sell themselves. So I sold probably $300, $400 worth of both spent $500 on materials. I lost money. It was fun, but that fizzled out. And so there, you know, like you started yeah. something and then it fizzled out and you're like,
0: Oh, am I, but I told Can everyone I do this? And you told yeah. everybody and I failed and yeah, super. Defeating. Yeah.
1: And so I also, prior to that, um, had tried making and selling cakes and cookies because I love to bake butter's expensive eggs are expensive sugar is expensive oh, my like gosh you can only sell a cake for so much and then you're left with a mess and I'm not the best decorator I can make like it will be the best cake you've ever eaten but it's not going to be the prettiest cake you've ever seen so that Duff. did not work either and it's just like oh um I almost joined an MLM but that was back when the MLM stuff was still predominantly home parties, Instagram, Mm -hmm. and like social media for businesses haven't really taken off yet. I'm a homebody. I hate socializing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) With strangers, especially like I'm never going to walk in a room of strangers and find someone and go talk to them. I'm going to be like in the corner talking (laughs) to someone I know or not even go there in the first place. So that I was like this that's not going to work for me either. Finally, long story short, I told the right person, everyone else, I would kind of tell what I was looking for. They would just laugh, especially when I said, I want to work from home. I want to work like yeah. during naptime hours. So I can still be hands-on with my kids during the day. And everyone just laughed and was like, Oh, you can do this from home. But they paid like $10 an hour and you had to be button seat from eight to five in a quiet environment. I was like, right. Yeah. None of this is what I'm wanting. But finally I told the right person and she was like, Oh, I'm doing virtual assistant work for companies, you know, kind of all over. I have three clients right now. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I can do that. Um, so I kind of tried figuring out how to get started as a virtual assistant I was still teaching at the time. So this was, my daughter was six months at this time. Um, it was January of 2016. Um, Trying to like research, figure out everything to do. Took me a long time. I didn't leave my first plant until August of 2016. So about like six, seven months later. Mm-hmm. Um, but from there, I went back. I had to go back teaching another year because you know hadn't replaced the income yet. So, but I landed that first client in August. Um, I went part time that last year. It was technically three fourths time, and I just worked. I had four sections instead of five, and I didn't take a plan. So they were able to schedule it all in one day, and so I just literally worked two and a half days a week from the bell ring at eight twenty to three fifteen. Um, and then built my business on the other two days or early morning hours. Then by, I got, I was pregnant with my baby, my second baby at that time. And he was born in April by kind of like February, March. So right when I went on maternity leave, I had tripled what I was making as a teacher.
0: Hey, Chelsea Joe here with a quick interruption to this incredible episode. I will be very short because what Michaela has to say and the rest of her story is absolutely incredible. Some really heartfelt stuff comes forward, but if you are loving this and this has totally piqued your curiosity, I want to remind you that we are actually here at chelseajoe.co opening up our next round of interns and our application process officially opens Monday, September 18th and runs through Sunday, September 24th. So if you were looking to learn skills on what it might actually look like to be able to provide some freelance work for somebody, this is a great place to start. Plus you get to come hang out with me and my team on Boxer and have a whole bunch of fun while you're at it. Plus at the end of your internship, you get to have access and to systemize your life and systemize your biz. Okay. Chelseajoe.co backslash internship for more details. Now let's turn it back over to this incredible episode with McKay. And working 15 hours a week. And so I was like, yeah, I'm not coming back. (laughs) And the biggest question that just like comes into my brain is how stable was that for you?
1: Very stable. Because when you're freelancing, if you focus on, there's like project-based work and then there's retain the retainer model, and so the retainer model for me was what I I was only focused on. I wanted clients that yeah. needed my support on an ongoing monthly basis, and so once I connected with them, doing virtual assistant work is kind of what I started. I eventually um, pivoted into doing more social media management and sales funnel type stuff, but virtual assistant and social media management. Once someone, once you start helping someone with those things, they need that every single month. And so
0: they never want to go back to doing it on their own. <laughs> right. <And laughs> so as long as
1: it's a great working relationship, yeah. Um. It's income you can count on it's stable. Now it's not a guarantee. This person is going to be with you forever. Things can happen, but when you structure your contracts, right either you have the opportunity to, to like in the working relationship, if you start working with them and they become a psychopath, you have every right to be like, sorry, no thanks. Um, But in most cases you have to give 14 days or 30 days notice. And so that's, it seems maybe kind of quick, but once you have business, once you've kind of built yourself up and landed clients before it's I don't want to say easy because nothing's easy, but it's not complicated to yeah. find a replacement client before that would ever even really impact your your family's financial situation. And the other reason why I think it is so stable is you have mostly, most people have three to five clients to meet their income needs. Maybe each client is anywhere from $500 to $1,000 to $2,000 in retainer, depending on services and in the scope. And so if one person breaks away, you don't go from your cushy salary to zero and left with like, how am I going to feed my family? You go from, let's say you have four clients and they're each at a thousand dollar a month retainer. You go from 4,000 to 3,000, but you have 30 day notice.
0: Mm -hmm. You
1: find a new client before you're missing that income.
0: Right. And you know, what I know to be true from the CEO side of things is like the last thing that a CEO wants to do is have turnover. And it's really not a common thing for a CEO to bring on a contractor and then dissolve that relationship unless there really is something about it that's that's not great. But I think if you do your due diligence from both sides, if mm-hmm. the CEO and you as the virtual assistant really are doing your due diligence and making sure that this is going to be a great relationship. Right. And even when I think when you're starting out and, and this is literally what you get your hands in all the time is helping these women that literally have no idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. This sounds great. Where can I find Michaela Quinn? And how can <laughs> she tell me how to do this? Like that's what this interview is about because I believe so strongly in this concept that you talk about, which is the nuclear family. And I've never talked about it like that. So I was really intrigued to, to say, Hey, let's bring this, Mm-hmm. this very specific vocabulary and talk about what it has done for you and what you see it do for so many other mm-hmm. homes. I know what it's done for the women that are working with me. I also see what the alternatives like Etsy shops, network mm-hmm. marketing, trying to run a business when you don't have really any desire to run a business. Like I just sat down and talked with a mom friend a couple of days ago, like one of my friends in person that they choose to live really, really, really tight, like financially because Mm -hmm. of this exact conversation that we're having. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense for her to go and use her multiple degrees that she has and spent all these years going to work to make the same amount of money and then be super stressed out and just not get to be with her kids, right? Yeah. Tried to start a business multiple times. The marketing of it makes her want to actually die. And she's like, I just... I don't want to convince people that they need the thing that I'm trying to sell. I just want to, I just want to give them the service. Right. But that's not what running a business is. You got to market the thing. There's so much more to running a business. And then the network marketing side of things with these big promises of how much money you're going to make and all the hours in on it and so much work. And it doesn't, you don't have full control all of the time on the turnaround, on the income that you make. And I, you know, there are some people that are super successful at it. And you could probably skim through my life and find 4,556 different products from my favorite network marketing companies. But I know, not to say there's anything wrong with them, but I know the work that has to go into it for a mom to be able to make this kind of money that you're talking about to replace that thousand dollars or that $2,000. And I vividly remember that conversation. What happened with me is the pandemic hit. And so people were no longer getting together to need an interpreter. Mm -hmm. And so they put Mm -hmm. everything up online and we were trying to like zoom interpret things. And like, it's a visual language. so There cannot be any lag, any delay. And it just was at that time I had already committed to starting my business. And so I was so over it. And I was like, okay, just tell me how much money I need to replace my income so that we can have what we need. And I think every single family that's listening to this knows that number already in their head because they've already contemplated this. They've already decided it. They already know, and they just don't know how to do it. So I would love for you to talk about the nuclear family, and what has it done for you? What does it do for the women that you work with that are able to transition their life into being able to make pretty decent money from yeah their house? I mean, you—it's just
1: so cool to see what like we all have our own vision of what we want, how we want our family to run, and what we want that to look like, how we want our days to look, and it's so cool to see everyone's different vision. A lot of them are similar, Um, but it's so cool to see everyone be able to dream like, okay, this is what I want Mm -hmm. things to look like. This is how I want my day to run, what I want it to look like. And then to see them be able to actually bring that to reality and it not just be a dream anymore. And for a lot of them, that's, they want to be hands-on with their kids when they're younger. Um, a lot of them will come to me, like they just had their first baby or they're pregnant with their second kind mm-hmm. of around, not everyone, but that's just, I mean, there's no bigger motivator than a baby either in your belly yeah. or in your arms to like figure something out.
0: It's like that uh, moment where you like, you never, you like, you didn't know. You know, you just yeah. thought you'd keep no. teaching. I just thought I'd keep interpreting. Yeah. I just thought that this, is, and then there's just there's this thing that, like, yeah. at that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, like yeah. I want to be their mom every day, I, all the time. Yeah, I mean, and, I still want to have five hours to myself, but like yes. I want to be their mom. <laughs> so that's so
1: that's so like when I first started, I thought I wanted to be a stay at home mom. I thought that that was the ideal. Now knowing what i know about myself and i i would not be at my best if i did full-on stay at home um i just i like working i like what i do i need time and space to cultivate my talents cultivate my strengths but i also want to be at home and so early on i just wanted i worked early mornings, like 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. when my kid kiddos were sleeping and then nap time one to three. That was four hours a day, Monday yep. through Friday, four times five, 20 hours a week. Yep. And That's I was making math. triple taking home to my family, to our bank account, mm-hmm. triple what I made teaching 50, 60 plus hours a week. Cause I taught high school English and the honors kid. So I was constantly reading, constantly grading outside of the classroom. It was incredible. And so we got to do the fun things during the day. I would, we'd wake up, we'd have dance parties, eat breakfast, get <laughs> dressed, go to like the local children's museums. We had our memberships. And so we'd go to somewhere different, go to a park, come home, eat lunch. Um, they would nap and I would work. And then they'd wake up and we'd go for a walk or go to the park and come home, make dinner. My husband would come home and I mean, it sounds kind of very boring and ordinary, but it's, it was everything I wanted.
0: Well, there's nothing boring and ordinary about it because let's be real. Nap time doesn't happen every single day yeah. <laughs> and stuff goes awry really, really quick. And the reality is, and this is what I like to talk about all the time is a lot of people are going to hear, oh, well, my kids don't nap. And I remember when we went from two naps to one nap to no naps and, oh, well, I probably not going to be able to do it because X, Y, Z, mm-hmm. right. When they hear this, but the truth of the matter is, is that your mom and you're going to be faced with hard, no matter what. And so yeah. you have to pick your hard. And I would yep. rather choose to say, Hey, look, nap time didn't happen. So now I'm going to skip out on dinner or we're having PBJs tonight because I need to make up my two hours instead of the mm-hmm. hard that you have no control over. That's gut wrenching. That takes mm-hmm. you away from your kids that brings in like the, the amount of income to scrape by is so stinking stressful mm-hmm. on top of not being able to nurture your children the way that you want to And nurture your home the way that you want to, like, there's no time to even throw in a load of laundry, you know, like Mm -hmm. stuff is just really hard and complicated and to be able to be home, to be able to be home. And yes, it's hard. It really is. You've got to have structure. You have to have some time management. You've got to have some skill sets. You're going to have to work at this, but isn't it so worth that? You know, when you so see the that you work with and they're like, I can just imagine. Yeah. Like, I know when my students come in and they're like, oh my gosh, I finally had, you know, and then they talk about all yeah. the incredible things that they experienced. But to have a mom like get her first paycheck after learning, her first client. Them, yeah. yeah.
1: So when you're talking about it being so worth it, um, I don't know if you know this, but we, my second son that I um, told you, when he was born and I quit um, he actually passed away when he was eight months old and the difference Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in his infant year or years, his infant months that we had compared to my daughter's night and day different. Like every day I was his only caregiver. Like I, cherish those times those slow mornings at home the afternoons juggling working and trying to figure out when I was going to get that in with my kids at home um like those memories just are some of my favorite and I, I just loved loved that time
0: yeah no that I
1: had that I had with him and it like yeah it's just life is so short and there's so much out of our control and if you can find a way to take that control and structure your life, the way you want it to be and the way that it's going to work for your family. um,
0: Yeah.
1: It's just, it's really, it's really special.
0: It is really special. And I'm so grateful that, you know, you shared hard things with us and vulnerable things with us. I didn't know that. And I, you know, as a mom, like knowing about other people's experiences and see the little things that they do to be able to triumph and to be able to have a good attitude, to be able to make the most of every scenario. It just goes to show that something that just seems so normal. I'm a teacher. I have kids. This is my life is actually a huge huge responsibility. I think for us to sit down, go back to the drawing board and say, is this really worth it? Yeah. And what a, what a beautiful thing that you did that for your life because you had no idea what was coming and none of us ever do. And to be so intentional with every little tug on our heartstrings. And I hope that everybody that's listening that feels the same way that, is having a hard time with their medically complex kids and they don't know how it's to help support them. They need extra money. They need more time, but they go look into being able to learn from you because there's so much, so much opportunity. It's really, really cool.
1: Yeah. And even if, if, if freelance isn't your thing there, you have options like, Oh yeah. Do what I did and keep telling people, keep asking, keep looking. And when you find you're like oh yeah this is what i what i i this is this is what i think would work for me don't be afraid to start yeah um it's going it, to there's challenges with starting um there will be roadblocks it's not going to be a walk in the park but mm-hmm. it will be the best thing you do for your family for your for your life absolutely
0: and for yourself like as yeah. a mom it will be oh yeah one of the most incredible things. Please, yeah. Michaela, tell everybody <laughs> where can they get started? What do you have for them? Yeah. How can they so, connect with you? If you're if you're not sure what freelancing
1: is, or you're like, how how does this even work? I have a ton of resources on my website. Um, I have a crash course, Michaela Um, everything will be linked there. I think we sent you that link too. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, that you can hand out, but I have a crush course. I also do live workshops, um, trying to do those pretty regularly now. We've been doing them every Monday. So if you can come to one of those, that is a great opportunity to dive in and just learn more about what freelancing is. And ultimately my goal with those workshops is to help you decide, okay, is this what you want to pursue? And then if so, kind of help you map out your plan, your timeline to replace your income, match your income or hit your income goal if you're a stay-at-home mom already working, you know, 15 to 20,
0: 25 hours a week. Awesome. It's so unbelievably, it is so unbelievably possible. (laughs) It is a real thing. I have been in the, you know, the online industry for about five years now, and it's not going anywhere. I mean, it is a real thing. No. CEOs need help. Business owners need help. It is a real, real thing. And they and yeah. and I will tell you that every single CEO that I know, they do not know where to find good people. And Mm-mm. so I'm telling you, they're looking everywhere, and they're going, and they're looking like overseas, and they're looking on Indeed and on all these places, and they're like, just where do I find them? So. I'm telling you, they are, they're looking for you. They're looking for you right now while you're sitting at home, trying to figure out what the heck to do. And they don't care that you don't have any skills. They don't care that you've never done this before. They actually prefer it. They actually prefer that you are open and you're kind and you're willing to work. Like it's such a real thing. I mean, everyone that I've hired, so
1: I have a team, I think seven, eight, eight contractors, eight freelancers, um, that work with me and support me behind the scenes, And they were all beginners. They're all moms when, when they started, I think one person is actually doing what she went to school for and that's marketing and PR. Um, everyone else, someone was a former like daycare Mm -hmm. assistant. Someone was, um, worked in like credit analysis, um, for a big bank. Someone was a, a teacher, um, Someone was a co- my former college nanny. <laughs> she babysat for us That's a couple fun. times she graduated, didn't want to get a job, a real like nine to five job. And so she started freelancing. Um trying to think who else. Different.
0: Yeah.
1: Just same. Different careers doing something different now. Leverage took their skill set, um, took their strengths and are helping me run my business so that i can work still 15 20 hours if i'm lucky <laughs> yeah if i'm yeah. lucky um and i i mean if i don't have to work 20 hours a week i'm not gonna I, I don't work 10 and volunteer my take my daughter to dance every tuesday and have mm-hmm. mommy and tommy time with my four four and a half year old he's going to be in kindergarten next year and so I just blocked off on my calendar okay Tuesday mornings I take Caroline to dance I want to be at her dance I I now have a nanny um with four kids I the nap time hustle just got to a point where that didn't work for me anymore my business grew right amazing person that's here part-time um and then I want to be at dance so I don't want to be like you you take her to dance I want to go there and watch her and of course Yeah, be there. And then every Thursday I'm taking off at 11 and picking my son up from preschool and we're doing fun afternoon stuff till two. Yeah.
0: It's such a, yeah. Why not? Right. It's the same thing for me. And knowing that the things that I do would not be possible if I didn't have people working and doing the, the work behind Mm -hmm. the scenes for me to be able, like, I can't, Yeah, this entire business is not run on 20 hours a week that I put into it. It runs Mm -hmm. on the 25 that, that, that one of my employees puts in and runs on the 20 hours that another one of my employee puts in and it runs on all the hours that the interns put in. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's how everything gets put out, but you know, and it was something that I always envisioned from the beginning and every single CEO really is. And so mm-hmm. there are, for every business that you see online, they need people behind them. So mm-hmm. why don't you figure out how to go make that happen yeah. so that you too can have the exact same story and the exact same kind of life where you get to basically pick the hours that you want to work. Um, it's still going to be hard. It's still going to be yeah. hard. Um, but it's going to, but be so is either more. living paycheck to paycheck, exactly. <laughs>
1: taking your kids to daycare,
0: uh-huh. just every, yeah.
1: everything, there's hard things. I like, I love what you said. Choose your hard. You get to choose what, yeah. what your heart looks like and,
0: and take this hard not, all day long. Absolutely. Because it, it turns over something that's super worth it. And all of yeah. the other ones don't really feel like it at the end of the day. No, I agree. Okay. Thanks for being here, Michaela. I'm so excited thanks for my for people having to come me. And connect with you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully there will be another opportunity for us to connect and for you to come and, you know, get to know my people a little bit more, but until then yeah. you've to make sure you go and check out everything down in the show notes, MichaelaQuinn.com. And thanks again for being here. What a treat and pleasure it has been. Uh, Michaela, if you are listening, thank you for blessing all of us with your time and your gifts and your talents and the opportunity to learn from you. For those of you that are interested in learning more, please check out all of the information down in the show notes. MichaelaQuinn.com is where you can connect with her. And I hope that this episode meets you exactly where you are right now. And I hope that for you and maybe a few others that are listening that this is timely and it's perfect. And it leads you to that next breadcrumb trail that you desperately are looking for in your life right now, because that is what we love about listening to podcasts so much, isn't it? All right. Thank you so much for being here with me and Michaela today. And I hope to meet you back here real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast.